NFL Roto Shark Podcast. This is week 14. With me today, I have Dylan, our GPP expert, and Ryan, our cash game expert, who uh, Ryan's coming off a 179 point performance. So, uh, just going to this week, I just want to say, you know, uh, first of all, um, we're all football fans, so just rest in peace to uh, Demarius Thomas. Um, it's crazy. He was only 33. But uh, one thing I want to um, uh, do is um, going into this week, Dylan, what are you excited? Are there any games that you're looking forward to? I mean, yeah, I'm excited to see uh, Russ come back to form because I think he is. I'm excited to see Cam Newton tear up Atlanta. I think the Kansas City-Las Vegas game will be a fun game to watch. I think Cincinnati san Francisco will be a fun game to watch. Get I'm really excited. There. Washington upset Dallas since McCarthy guaranteed that he's going to beat them. I already think I was watching the Cowboys. They're fun to watch. They are. Washington. What about you, Ryan? I think Baltimore Cleveland will be fun to watch. I don't know why. I just always like watching division games, especially at this time of year. Um, Baltimore Cleveland always have a have something more to play for recently. So I like Baltimore Cleveland, especially since it's in Cleveland. It'll be colder. Hopefully we get some snow. Probably not though. Um, but I like that game. I also like the uh, um, Bills and Bucks game. I think everyone likes that game just because it's a Super Bowl. It could be a Super Bowl matchup. So those are two games I'm really interested in watching this week. How dare you disrespect the Patriots like that? The Patriots. Yeah, they're both for the AFC, not Buffalo. Oh, so they play this week. <laughs> no, Buffalo, I said it could be a, a Super Bowl matchup. I didn't say it. it's going to be the Super Bowl matchup. No, no, the Super Bowl matchup has to be Belichick versus Brady. No, it doesn't. We already saw Brady shit on him at, what's that field, Gillette Stadium? It is shit on him. That was a close it, game. It was close. That, but that was a yeah, that shitty was earlier, game. That was early in the season, too. It was raining and... Yeah, I'd like to see them in good weather conditions on an even playing field. I think that would be an Tampa interesting Bay would, Tampa Bay would wreck them. And the only reason I'm going to say this is I like Mac Jones, but he's not a great downfield passer. He's a great check down, you know, middle middle of the field passer. Um, and it's worked for him all season. It really has. But I've yet to see Mac Jones throw consistently deep. And that's what he's going to have to do to beat Tampa Bay. Because you're not going to be able to run over that front side of the Tampa Bay. So... Well, I'm going to need to see more from Mac Jones throwing the ball deep these last few weeks leading up to the playoffs before I can uh, you know, pencil him in as my uh, Super Bowl pick. So you're not you're not thrilled or not uh, feeling confident in Mac Jones only throwing three passes? I don't mind it, but you're not going to do it against Tampa Bay. No, definitely not. Football like that. But, I mean, to be honest with you, Bill Belichick deserves his flowers. I mean, uh, he came in with a oh, good game sure. plan. It was a crazy, crazy game. And the fact yeah. that, you know, Bill Belichick has, you know, after last year, he's coming back in and he's he's got his team atop the AFC. I think that's pretty impressive. Even if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, I think it's pretty impressive how he did this team because this team is definitely not the most talented team in the AFC. For sure. But yeah, especially for all things. Well, me, me personally, the games I'm looking forward to are, like, all the AFC teams, like Baltimore and Cleveland. I think if Cleveland loses this game at home, 
I think it's going to be hard for them to make the playoffs. But the AFC is definitely a tighter race. So I'm interested to see, you know, week 14. Uh, this stretch, 14 through 18, is going to be pivotal, pivotal in the uh, seeding and everything. So I'm interested to see the AFC picture become a little bit more clear. Yeah, I can agree with that. Yeah, I really like Although, the Browns team. My condolences to Dylan. You know, I think Pittsburgh's now out of the playoff picture. They've they have kind of hard. Ben's ass. They have ten percent chance. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, me and Dylan was talking about it while Ryan was getting milk and cookies or whatever he was doing. But <laughs> Ben didn't have no time in there in the first half. But uh, the AFC picture with all those teams being right there, it's kind of it's going to be kind of hard for Pittsburgh to get in. Chiefs yeah. have already been eliminated, but Jacksonville has not been eliminated yet. It's crazy, ain't it? And that's just because uh, probably their division. Well, Jacksonville's lost in the AFC, but they're not eliminated yet. But Houston is eliminated, and they're above Jacksonville. But it's whatever. Yeah, that don't make no sense. Yeah. I think if the Browns win this week, they have a really good shot to make the playoffs. Yeah, I think I think this is this is not a must win, but it's like as must as must can get before a must win. I they guess. play the Raiders at home next week, mm-hmm. um, and then they play the Packers on Christmas at Lambeau, which I think could be um, an easy win. For not not kind of say easy, but I'm, I'm just gonna say this: it's probably gonna be snowing on Christmas in Green Bay, so it's gonna be all about the run game. I feel like the Browns can dominate that. I don't think Aaron Rodgers and Bill Thurl as good as, you know. I mean, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's played in the snow all his life, but they're going to need to rely more on the run game than they've had. And I think the Browns just are another tier in the running game. So I think they had a good shot if it snows. Then they play the Steelers, easy win. And they play the Bengals, be a close game. So Steelers already beat the Browns this year. I don't care. They also tied to the Lions, so there's that. It's still a divisional game. One of the few games the Steelers that must always show up for. Uh, Big Ben's ass, so he's an I mean, until recently, Ben was the most winning quarterback in Brown Stadium, so. This year, we're going to talk about future. Jared Goff led him to Super Bowl. Oh, my God. He is not the same go. quarterback anymore. No, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. The past is in the past. We are now in the present. And presently this year, the Browns have an 0-1 record against the Steelers. Yes, they do. I will say, Dylan, and I, I've said this to many other uh, Pittsburgh fans, Pittsburgh's one of those organizations that will not will not be struggling for long. They don't go oh. through those long patches like other teams. Yeah, I <laughs> Like the Bengals, yeah, they 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 are definitely one. The whole night. Hey, we you guys can't beat us, so I don't hear it. Well, I mean, you didn't beat us either, so it's okay. I know. (laughs) Oh my God! With with that being said, let's get into this uh this coming week. I think there's some uh there's some good games, and I think there's going to be some uh advantages that we can attack here from a DFS perspective. Uh, the first game, um. I'm really looking forward to this game, too. Uh, it's Atlanta Falcons traveling out to Carolina. 
Uh, right now, the over and under is 41 and a half. It opened at 45. It got better down. And Carolina is a two and a half point favorite. Uh, we'll start with uh, Ryan. What do you like about the Falcons? Uh, yeah, I'm not a fan of the Falcons. I guess if you want to play um, anyone from the Falcons, um, it would probably have to be um, the only Kyle weapons they have. Yeah, Kyle Pitts. I don't mind Russell Gage, I guess, because he saw he's been seeing really good targets. But um, Kyle Pitts is cheap as heck, fifteen hundred on FanDuel. Um, but this Carolina Panthers defense is very outstanding, so I usually don't attack it. Um, and especially you know we're on a huge ice slate like this. Uh, I don't think you need to attack it. Um, there's much better plays at the tight end position, much better plays at the wide receiver position. I just think you can stay away from Atlanta because this Carolina defense, especially since in Carolina, uh, I just don't think there's much intriguing options from this uh, Panthers team. I agree. I mean, or Falcons team, sorry. Literally, uh, for me, if I would play anybody, it'd be Patterson or Bust, and I'm not. I'm not going there. Yep, I'm with you guys. Um, it'd be Patterson or Pitts, but uh, I'm not going there either. What about Carolina, Dylan? I mean, Cam obviously sucked last week, but at his price, especially on DK, you got to expect him to have a bounce back week team uh, week against this horrible Atlanta defense. And I mean, I expect his receipt at least one of his receivers should have a great game. Their prices are great, and I, I really love Chuba Hubbard. Uh, I like him on both sides. I think he's a fantastic play. Actually, might be one of my favorites of the slate. Yeah, for sure. I love Chuba this week. Yeah, as, as we're talking offline, I'm a big fan of Cam. Uh, he's I don't know which quarterback I'm starting, or I'm like torn between three or four, but uh, Cam's definitely in the mix. Uh, I told you guys I love uh, DJ Moore's price. Um, and on DK, I can get behind a Robbie Anderson. I mean, he's only 4300 over there, um, so I don't mind his price either. But uh, I think we see a bounce-back game from Cam. Uh, I don't think he came back to sit on the bench. I think the bye week kind of helped him as far as preparation. So, um I see him faring pretty well this week against Atlanta. I mean, Atlanta's just – we all know Atlanta's terrible. So, um, th- those are the ones I'm looking at. And, uh, yeah, like you guys said, Chuba's really good option with no CMC. Anything else on this game, gentlemen? I would bet the over. I think it's going to be a higher-scoring game than most people expect. What's over? 41, it got better down. It's 41 and a half now. It opened up at 45. I just don't think Atlanta scores much. So that's the only issue with me. I do like the Panthers offense, obviously, but only that scares me is can this Atlanta offense score on this Carolina defense? With the uh, I, I think they score at least a couple of times, and I think Carolina scores a lot. I agree with you on the Carolina part. All right, well, let's get into a more exciting game. I think uh, Ryan mentioned this game um, at the opening. The Baltimore Ravens traveling to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, we'll let uh, Dylan go with the Baltimore Ravens because I love to hear um, Ryan's Baker Mayfield take. So take it away, Dylan. 
I mean, this Cleveland defense just hasn't been what it was at the beginning of the season or what we expected it to be. So I, I definitely don't mind a Lamar. I don't mind a uh, – honestly, I don't mind Devonta Freeman. He seems to be the uh, go-to guy finally. They finally decided who they want to have the majority of touches. Uh, 6,300, I don't mind a Devonta Freeman. I'm not in love with him either, but he's not bad, especially for GPPs. Uh, as usual, I like Rashad Bateman. His targets haven't been there recently, but we've all seen that Lamar does like to throw to him. At 5,400, he's got a lot of upside. I think he got zero points last week. He got one target last week. It's like I said, his targets definitely haven't been there, but I, I expect them to come back at some point. And, I mean, you, you always got to look at Mark Andrews. His targets are super consistent, and we all know that he's got a lot of potential for touchdowns. He's going to get red zone targets. He's one of the most consistent tight ends. Oh, absolutely. We we all ripped on him a little bit at the beginning of the season because he got signed and then did shit, but he's been doing a lot better. The only guy I don't think I don't really want to take a look at is uh, Marquise Brown. I think he's, despite the good targets, he just hasn't really done much with them, and uh, he hasn't had double digit Fanduel points in three weeks. And for some reason, he's up to seven K. So I'm I'm that, off of him. That, uh, that three weeks ago game though was against Cleveland. So I mean, it's just something to point out. Do what now? That game three weeks ago was against Cleveland. For Marquise, no, no. Played against Cleveland on the 28th. And got 9.1 Fandle points. Oh, I thought it was still Big Ten. Nope, that was Minnesota. Yeah. Okay. They just played the Ravens, right? Like that was the then they had the bye. The Browns, yeah, yeah they had the bye. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't mind Lamar, but I'm going to disagree with Dylan on this part. I respect the Cleveland defense um, to a point. In the past four weeks, they've uh, been ninth best to quarterbacks, um, sixth or seventh best to wide receivers. They have struggled very – they've struggled very much with the tight ends. So I guess a guy you – if you want to take a shot on, Mark Andrews, don't mind that at all. Um, but that's probably it for me from this Ravens team. It's probably just Mark Andrews. I guess I don't mind a Devonta Freeman on this slate. He is cheap. He has been getting a shit ton of usage. So I guess I don't mind it at all. Um, really surprising that they may have a go-to running back. Yeah, I mean, someone with eight targets last week on the backfield. So I guess it's probably just Mark Andrews and Devonta Freeman for me. Uh, that's it. <clears throat> yeah, um... It's it's a division rivalry game. I, I expect it to be close, no matter how many Ravens are on the um, I think IR. Scoring. Yeah, I mean that, that's what it was last time. It's sixteen to ten. Uh, there is one thing I would look out for uh, that would make me like the some of the Ravens a little bit more. Um, Greg Newsom is out, which is their starting cornerback, um, their second starting quarterback. Uh, Ronnie Harrison Jr. might miss as well, which is their starting safety. And then Malik Jackson, um, who is their defensive tackle, all are questionable. So Newsom's out, and then they, and their uh, middle linebackers out as well. 
who we all know, middle linebackers, they call the defense. So that's uh, going to be a, a difficult loss. But if Malik Jackson and Ronnie Harrison miss on this defense as well, so if they got four starters out on defense, it would make me like Baltimore a little bit more. Um, so Denzel Ward is obviously going to stick uh, Hollywood Brown. So obviously you can do the Rashad Bateman. Uh, I don't mind that play or the uh, Mark Andrews. Right now, I'm currently looking elsewhere unless the, some of those Cleveland defenders actually do miss. Yeah. What about you on the uh, Cleveland side, Ryan? Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of this Cleveland side. Um, I guess I don't mind taking shots on Jarvis Landry. Um, we've seen without Odell, his usage be up there shit ton. Um, dominate this Cleveland matchup or not this Cleveland this uh, Ravens matchup last time they played. Um, here I wouldn't really say dominate, but you know he had six catches out of ten targets for 111 yards. Um, I bet I assume he's going to do something similar. Um, I don't think he has the you know 111 receiving yards again. Well, he could, but I think he scored ends up finding the end zone this week somehow, either running or receiving. Um, so I, I don't mind Jarvis Landry. I don't mind Nick Chubb. Um, I probably will end up there, but he did struggle in this matchup. But it's again, it's Nick Chubb. He's only seventy five hundred. Um, but the Ravens have been really, really solid against the run these last four weeks. They're actually the third best or fourth best in the league. So take that with a grain of salt. He's a GPP play only. Uh, so yeah, I probably only really like Jarvis Landry from this team. That's it. I would agree, except I like Austin Hooper, too. With no Njoku, right? Yeah, no Njoku, no Bryant. It's very rare that we see Cleveland with one one serviceable tight end, and uh, we know Baker likes to get his tight ends involved. Yeah, for sure. Especially a 3,400 on DK. Yeah, I just think it's a better tight end. We we all know who that is. Yeah, I don't mind Austin Hooper at all. Yeah. So no ba- no Baker love. He's only sixty five hundred on Vandal. Yeah, I don't mind him, but they just I don't think they're gonna pass as much. Um, I mean, I think yeah. that, I honestly think that would be a mistake. To be honest with you, with no Marlon Humphrey, like I mean, who the fuck are their cornerbacks? Like yeah, I, mean, I don't Aver- mind. The Anthony Avert kid is questionable. Uh, their starting free safety um, is questionable. Like, who the hell does this team have in their secondary? Oh, for sure. I, I don't mind Baker, except, you know, when they get to the red zone, it's either field goal or rushing touchdown. They don't like to throw it in the red zone for whatever reason. So I don't mind Baker, but you're going to need those long touchdowns from him to get the touchdowns because uh, they refuse to run the football or pass the football in the red zone. Another dude to look out for is uh, Donovan People Jones as well in large field GPPs. Um, the the rookie, um, the little white kid. What's his name? Um, Schwartz, I can't remember. No. Who? Schwartz. Um, he's out. So uh, Donovan People Jones is obviously their clear cut number two. So like large field, he's only fifty two hundred. Um, and really the secondary for Baltimore. I mean, I don't know a more hurt secondary than Baltimore's right now. So, I mean, I could see Donovan People Jones getting one of those long touchdowns. Yeah, I could agree. And I actually, I would actually 
and call me crazy, I can actually get behind a one lineup with Baker Mayfield as your quarterback because it's only six. He's only sixty five hundred because the Baltimore's defense is so banged up. If he gets you two touchdowns, which I mean, he's only done that like what twice this season, it might pay off for you. I'm honestly really surprised at how little Rashard Higgins has been used this year, especially since they released OBJ. He's yeah, a guy who have a big game at some point. We saw it, it happen a lot last year. Yeah, he wasn't bad in the week uh, where Peoples Jones sat right after um, Odell got released in week 11. He uh, saw five targets. He had 20% of the target share. So he wasn't bad in that week, but uh, he didn't. I don't think he played in week 12, or he just didn't get a single target in week 12. Yeah. For sure. What did, uh, what's this, uh, where are they at here? So Cleveland is actually the betting favor right now. They're favored by two and a half, and the over and under is 43. Baltimore well, Ravens just lost to the shitty Steelers, so. <laughs> well, the last time these guys played, Lamar Jackson did throw four interceptions, so there's that. If yeah. you take away those four interceptions, uh, they might have scored a little bit more. I I personally think – I think it's going to be a little higher scoring game, not much higher. I think it's going to be higher than 16 to 10. It could be. Very well could be. Like 21-17 or something. Along those lines, yeah. like right right around that uh, forty three mark, I wouldn't bet it. But you know, that's just that's just me personally. Because I mean, that that Baltimore, like if they if uh if Kevin Stefanski does not try to take advantage of that secondary, I mean that that's ridiculous. Because they're they're the worst, they're the most hurt team in the NFL besides the Giants. They might even actually pass the Giants now, but. Let's get into the uh, the next game. It's going to be the Seattle Seahawks traveling out to the uh, Houston Texans. Um, right now, Seattle is obviously favored by 8.5. The over and under is 40.5. Uh, this is one of the games that the other team might not score a lot in. But I know Dylan likes a, a piece over here on the Seattle team. So, Dylan, what do you like about Seattle? I mean, I really like Russ this week. Uh, he, he's finally starting to look more like himself. He had a much better game uh, efficiency-wise versus San Francisco than I expected him to personally. And uh, against this Houston team, I think he uh, really starts to catch his stride and get back into things, uh, which also makes me like his wide receivers a lot more. I really like DK and Lockett. They're both super cheap for what they uh, can do. They're upside. Which one you're going with because they're the same price. Uh, I mean, same price, I'm more than likely going to lean DK. Uh, Lockett's I love DK this week. Yeah, I mean, Lockett's been the better guy as of late. Uh, but they in a get-right game like I expect this to be, they're going to get want to get their legit number one more involved and get him and Russ on the same page. So I, I would expect DK to have a big game. Yeah, they already said going into last week they wanted to get DK more involved. Um, we saw him go back up to eight targets. Obviously, they didn't find the end zone, but I don't think they found the end zone. I mean, they did find the end zone, but Lockett, only Lockett got in either. So, I mean, I love DK. I have him in everywhere. 
Uh, I like Russ a lot this week, too. He's my second favorite quarterback on the entire slate. Um, but, yeah, I, I love Russ and DK this week. I hope you guys are right because I have Russell Wilson as my fantasy quarterback. Uh, it's a two-quarterback uh, league that I'm trying to get the good seed on. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I, I do like Russ, 7,500. Like, I think the last couple weeks, like, we've said it on the podcast, like, Russell Wilson at that price is, like, ridiculous if it's the old Russ. But I, too, would pair him with uh, DK Metcalf over Tyler Lockett. I just think DK Metcalf, if he gets the targets, he's a safer floor option than Tyler Lockett. Like, Lockett probably has the higher ceiling because that dude can go off for 40 because he gets those deep passes. But I would go with the uh, DK Metcalf because I think he's long overdue. Yeah, for sure. Also, Seattle's defense is a good play, obviously, this week with – I know Ryan was a fan of his a while ago, the quarterback, the Mills kid, which I think he's a better passer than Tyrod at this point in their careers because Brandon Cooks really didn't do nothing until Davis Mills came in last game. With that being said, Ryan, what do you like about Houston, if anything? I don't like anything. I like Seattle's defense. Um, That's about it. I'm not a huge fan of this Houston team. Brandon Cooks has only really been good with – Tyrod Taylor, he was very inconsistent with Davis Mills, um, so I'm not a fan of anyone. Uh, if um, Brian Cooks does end up missing somehow, I guess I don't mind taking shots on a guy like Nico Collins or uh, it's, or Chris Conley. Um, but I'm not, I'm not a huge fan of this Houston team at all. I love Seattle's defense this week, so. Seattle yeah. did lose Adams, which is obviously one of their best defensive players, but I mean that's really not going to matter with Houston. No, especially if Cooks misses. Right. Yeah, I mean at that point this Houston team really has just nobody. Their best offensive players, Johnson, at that point. Yeah. I will say I will say one thing, guys. Um and this is just literally large field. You take your damn shot, David Johnson, this week. Um, I don't think there's really much of a a battle uh, with him and Rex Burkhead. I think David Johnson, Seattle's defense, run defense, hasn't been that great, and it's not really going to be that great in this game. So, but the only the only downside is um, obviously Rex Burkhead's there. He'll probably catch more of the balls. But the only downside is I think Seattle gets up big and they fade away from the run. But I could see David Johnson having a decent game coming back from an illness. But that's just really large field shot in the dark. Yeah. Because Seattle's run defense hasn't been that great. Like max entering a contest, you might want one with him. I get it. Like, yeah, like your 149th and 150th lineup where you're running out of ideas. But I can see him, I can see him doing pretty well. If they do happen to get in the red zone, I can see him scoring a touchdown. But let's go to this next game. This next game is going to be interesting as well. I think we all have a piece on this game here. Uh, it's going to be the New Orleans Saints traveling out to the New York Jets. Um, right now, the Saints are favored by five and a half. The over and under is 43. Ryan, t- 
talk to me about New Orleans and Taysom Hill. Yeah, I love Taysom Hill this week. Um, this dude's a fucking fantasy stud. All he does is run the – he's like Lamar Jackson, but he's – I don't want to sound racist, but he's white, you know? He's a white quarterback that runs the football. Like, you don't see that very often um, in today's NFL. Um, but – this dude put up 24 FanDuel points last week while throwing four interceptions, and he didn't even score a rushing touchdown, which is what he's best at. Uh, this dude, especially against the Jets, who's terrible at running backs and quarterbacks, I just think at 7,700, it's an absolute steal for the type of upside that Taysom Hill has. Uh, we saw him throw for 250 yards last week and two touchdowns. Obviously, I don't think he's going to throw that much, but I think he's going to get in the end zone at least three times in the air and or on the ground, basically combined. Um, he's just a stud at running the football. He'll get a couple of rushing touchdowns. Uh, I think this is just an absolute steal at 7,700 for uh, the type of upside that Taysom Hill has, especially against this New York Jets defense. Anything else to pair with uh, Taysom Hill or any anybody no, else from New Orleans? No, you just can't play anyone because they run – Legit every player. I mean, they are without Deontay uh, Harris and Kenny Stills. So, um, well, Kenny Stills got released, but uh, and Traquan Smith. Yeah, I don't mind Traquan. I guess if you really want to pair someone with Taysom, but I'm just probably gonna end up running them naked. I don't mind Elvin Kamara. I just think Taysom, especially at Elvin Kamara's price at 9K, I think he's a better player. That's right around this price, um, and I think he could get vultured. So. I don't mind Elvin Kamara. I just think there's a better play at his price. Yeah, Elvin Kamara is pretty much matchup proof. It doesn't matter, and the Jets really suck. To be honest, what do you like, Dylan? I mean, I can get behind Taysom. Only thing that worries me is uh, it's Taysom Hill, and if he doesn't run effectively, you're not going to get a lot out of him. And if uh, he were to aggravate his injury and come out of the game, you're screwed. Only thing that worries me about him. But uh, outside of that, I agree. I, I'm not. You can take shots on these wide receivers. It's really just going to be Traquan and Marquez, wide receiver wise. But uh, I still don't really want to take shots on either of them. Yeah. You don't need to on this slate. Same with Juwan Johnson, the tight end. I, if you want to take shots on him, you can in large fields. But it, I don't think you need to. There's better tight ends. <laughs> For sure. Um, yeah, I'm I'm big on Taysom Hill. That's, um, like I said before, I'm stuck between three or four quarterbacks. Um, it's basically going to come down to me, fellas, roster construction, to be honest with you. I think Taysom Hill can have a big game, obviously, especially if he stays in there. I think he has the best matchup on the slate um, and with his price as well. Uh, and the upside is just absolutely ridiculous, like Ryan pointed out. Uh, he gets the ultimate X factor back with Alvin Kamara. Uh, no Mark Ingram, no um, Ty Montgomery this week. Uh, so Alvin Kamara is a good play, obviously. No Ty Jones either. Yeah, that's right. Um, yep, that's true. Uh, but I mean, I, I if I don't, I like pairing quarterbacks with receivers, but there's nobody I would pair Taysom Hill up with, to be honest. And this and what with and it sucks too because they're playing the Jets like, you know. I'd rather pay him with Alvin somebody. Kamara than pay him with uh, any of the receivers. Oh, I mean, yeah. 
I agree. It's very possible that Kamara ends up with more targets than both wide receivers combined. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, on the uh, Jets side, are you guys selling anything, uh, Dylan? Uh, you can take shots. Same as the other side. I mean, Davis is out, so you can take shots on Crowder, and if more plays more, but I, I'm not. I'm not going. I don't think more plays this week. I mean, he I don't hasn't been that, at practice. But they, the Jets were hopeful that he would play, but uh, missing all three practices, I would assume he doesn't. And then, obviously, I, uh, everybody knows that um, Corey Davis is out. Um, you know, you got uh, Tevin Coleman out. Michael Carter's out, obviously, still. Yeah, I don't um, mind taking shots on Ty Johnson. I know the Saints have been really good against the run, um, but at 4,900, he's the only guy back there. I mean, you've got Austin Walter back there, I guess, but <laughs> Ty Johnson will be the guy. Um, yep. Austin Walter's going to have 20 touches. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind taking shots on Ty Johnson at 4,900. Uh, there's obviously better plays, but I wouldn't hate you for taking shots on Ty Johnson. Uh, we've seen him have some breakout games so far this season, uh, and now he's there's no Tevin Coleman or Michael Carter, so uh, I don't mind taking shots at all on uh, Ty Johnson. Yeah, especially because Ty Johnson's price is absolutely ridiculously low. Um, and even if the Saints do get up big, uh, Ty Johnson does see some targets out of the backfield. So I can get behind that, Ryan. I do, I do actually like, I do think New, I, like New Orleans doesn't have a high powered offense anymore with, you know, Drew Brees, Michael Thomas no longer there. But I do think New Orleans, uh, they do get up a little bit and I think, um, the Jets have to pass a little bit more and that's where the Jets' weakness is, or not the Jets, the New Orleans weakness is the pass. More than the run, so I would. Sure. Um, I mean, I, I would take a chance on a Crowder uh, on DK forty seven hundred, a Fanduel only fifty five hundred. So if you got the perfect lineup and you got fifty five hundred remaining, and you went Jamison Crowder, I wouldn't be mad at that play. Especially only if Elijah Moore misses. If Elijah Moore plays, I would not play Jamison Crowder. I think Moore misses, so yeah, I don't mind Crowder at all. Yeah, and he, he won't garnish um, old boy's defense either because Crowder lines up more in the slot. It would be um, Keelan Cole who would get that. He hasn't really looked that good. Anyway, what's his name, Ryan, the cornerback from Lattimore? Lattimore. Yeah, Lattimore. Yeah, he, he hasn't really looked that good this year anyway. But yeah, so Jets plays basically GPPs. Um, let's get into the – Next game, it's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling out to Tennessee to play the Titans. Right now, the um, over and under on this one, believe it or not, fellas, open at 50. It is better down to 43 and a half. And Tennessee's favored by eight and a half points. Um, I mean, honestly, Ryan, I can like? bet that down. <laughs> yeah. Ryan, what do you like about Jacksonville? Uh, not much. Um, I mean, you can take shots on Trevor Lawrence at only sixty three hundred. I don't mind it. Tennessee's been very bad lately against the pass. Um, so I don't mind. You know, at sixty three hundred on Fanduel, you can take shots. Along with Trevor Lawrence, he's looked awful the last couple of weeks. Um, but Tennessee's been just straight up terrible against the pass lately. So I don't mind it. Uh, if you're gonna play anyone with him, it's gonna be Lavisca Chenault. Um, we've seen him with a shit ton of usage ever since Agnew's been out, so 
Yeah, I don't mind pairing him with Chenault, uh, but I'm not overall. I'm just not a huge fan of this Jacksonville team at all. Yeah, I'm kind of right there with you. The only guy I really like, Chenault, James Robinson pisses me off, so I'm not I'm not targeting him. Two Fanduel points last week, eleven the week before. He's just not the same guy he was last year, and it's not doesn't really seem to be his fault. Seems to be more of an urban problem. Yeah, I guess another guy I don't mind from this Jacksonville team is uh, tight end James O'Shaughnessy. He saw 20% of the target share last week um, and 13% of the target share the week before with five targets in week 12 and six targets in week 13. Um, I don't mind it. Um, he seems to have a good connection with Trevor. Uh, he's only 4500 over on FanDuel, so uh, I don't mind it. Obviously, there's a better play at that same price um, over on FanDuel, but if you're trying to get different, uh, definitely is not a bad way to get different. I can get behind it. The other guy I would play is James Robinson, um, to be honest with you. After uh, uh, Trevor Lawrence made the statement that James Robinson has to be on the field, and they played early in the season. I know it was only week three, week four, but James Robinson did have 149 yards against this team um, and a touchdown. So, I mean, I look for him that they do a heavy load of James Robinson, and honestly, James Robinson at 6400 is not a bad price for him. I just think there's better running back plays that I probably won't get to James Robinson, but I do like James Robinson this week. I mean, I want to like him. I just don't trust the way Urban uses him. Oh, me, me, trust me, me, me too, buddy. Like, uh, James Robinson is obviously the best player on the on the team. Um, yeah, especially, you know, with Trevor Lawrence still developing, obviously. But, I mean, you know, 149 yards against this team last time. Tennessee is not really the best at the run, uh, especially, you know, losing Bud Dupree. I think that kind of hurts him a little bit, um, <laughs> you know, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, I I don't know. I, I, I still like him at 6,400. I think you can play him in GPPs, but uh, we'll see. Uh Hopefully they listen to Trevor Lawrence and put James Robinson on the field. Yeah, I think my, one of the main reasons last week he didn't play much is because he was going already going into the game. Uh, he was a game time decision, uh, so I, they got down. I think they got down early. Who were they playing? They were playing the Rams. Yeah, no, they're playing the. They, yeah, it was last week they were playing the Rams. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> they were down early, and I think they just decided, you know, there's no need to rush Robinson back in because he was already he was basically a game time decision going in so he was very close to not playing but he ended up playing the game just got out of hand so they sat him that's just my guess uh, that's why Carlos yeah, he only had eight carries. yeah he only yeah, had but, eight carries so I still assume that Robinson I don't mind him at all he said at 6400 he saw actually 15 percent of the target share out of the backfield so uh, that's what I like to see out of James so I don't mind him at all yeah, he's really due for a big game too. Um, but uh, we'll we'll go to the other side, Dylan. What do you like on uh, Tennessee side? Anything? Um, only guy I really want to take a shot on if he plays is Julio. Um, outside of that, I'm not super high on any of these guys. But against Jacksonville, you can take shots. Westbrook, uh, 
Rodgers if Julio doesn't play. You can take a shot at uh, – I, mean, I really don't like taking shots at any of their running backs because <coughs> it's really a wrong help to be. Yeah. So. Yeah, I do like Julio, and I agree with you. That's probably the only guy I would go this week from uh, Titans. Me as well. Tell us. Uh, sounds like we're all on the same page on that game. That's not a definitely not a sexy DFS game. That's for sure. Let's go no. to let's go to one of the one games that everyone's looking forward to watching, um, and it's the Dallas Cowboys traveling out to uh, the Washington Football Team. Right now, um, Dallas is favored by four and a half. The over and under in this game is forty eight, which I think will hit over. On this yeah, game, I agree. Just got a feeling, uh, but uh, we'll start. Uh, Dylan, you want to go with the Cowboys? Sure. Uh, I mean, Dak's obviously a pretty, pretty damn good play against Washington. Washington's been booty against the past this year. Uh, Dak's had a couple really unimpressive outings and a couple of good outings, so. Definitely more of a GPP play in my opinion, but against Washington, uh, he, he got a lot of upside, and I really like CD this week. Uh, I've landed on CD in a couple of lineups, and I, I don't know if I'm going to end up with him in my lineup, but uh, he, he's one of the better wide receivers on the slate in my opinion. There's going to be no absolutely no pass rush, like no Chase Young, no Montez Sweat. Like Dak should have all the time in the world to throw the ball. Yeah, he absolutely should. I agree. Uh, one guy I do, and it's going to be ugly. Um, <laughs> if Tony Pollard misses, you you have to look at Zeke. If Pollard ends up missing, I mean the dude's only six nine hundred. They've still been using him throughout this little injury that he says he ha- that they say he has. I don't know why they don't rest him because he said in a presser this week that he'll be a hundred percent in three to four weeks. So I don't know what he's at right now, but um, he obviously still had thirteen attempts last week. Um, and some work out of the passing game. So, but I think if Tony Pollard misses, you have to take a look at Zeke at six hundred. You absolutely have to. Uh, they love using their running backs. Um, so, I absolutely love Zeke at six hundred. If uh, Tony Pollard misses, I mean, you could look at him, but just the way, like, just from watching the games, I mean, after every play, he's like limping back to the huddle. Like, I understand, you know, with no Tony Pollard or whatever. Like, obviously, Zeke's going to have to be in there a little bit more, but he just doesn't look right. I mean, 6900 a healthy Zeke, like a fully healthy Zeke, will be a phenomenal price for him. Uh, he has one of the best offensive lines. I do think he finds the end zone this week just because I think, you know, I think I think that over is going to hit easily, to be honest with you. Yeah. Both these teams suck against the pass, and that's where – unless Washington just runs it down their throat, which, because that's, that's Dallas's weakness, is getting ran down their throat. And I think on the other side, I think we're probably all in agreement about who we would take over there. But um, I do, I agree with Dylan. CeeDee Lamb is probably one of the best wide receiver options this week. Um, if you, I wouldn't be mad at you if you went Dak and paired him up with CD, um, to be honest with you. Um, but that's, I mean, I, I just think, you know, uh, it's going to be a high-scoring game. I wouldn't be mad at you if you went a couple different places on this uh, on this game. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to enjoy watching it, to be honest with you. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be a fun game to watch. 
What about on the uh, Washington side? For me, uh, oh yeah, go, you go ahead. Uh, I like Terry a lot this week. Uh, he's had a couple of really down weeks against this Dallas defense. I would expect him to get back on track. I think uh, Terry finds the end zone at least once this week. If they line up digs on him, he's going to burn digs at least once. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with this Dallas defense. They're so boom or bust. They give up such big plays. Yeah, I agree. Uh, one guy I really like this week, this uh, Washington team, though, is uh, – Ricky Seals-Jones, I think he's the best play on the entire slate value-wise. Um, he's only 4,500. We saw this dude get a shit ton of work when uh, um, Logan Thomas was out the last time. And now you got him at 4,500. I just think it's an absolute steal. Yeah, I agree. Uh, right now he's my uh, tight end on DK and on FanDuel. Yep, same. Yeah, I mean, I agree with the Ricky Seals part because this Washington defense does, um, their defense is geared towards kind of like the tight end because Logan Smith was one of their bigger targets. So, I mean, they're not just going to change the playbook, right? Um, so I think Logan Thomas, Logan Smith, whatever. <laughs> I don't even know what I was looking at, but no, I mean, they're, they're not going to, yeah. yeah, they're not going to change, they're not going to change the playbook. So Ricky Seals at 3,600 on DK. 4,500 on Vandal allows you to get up to certain players. So, like, if you're starting off with a lineup like either Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, and then you have Ricky Seals in there, like, that's just two amazing value plays that you'll be able to pay up at other positions. Yeah, absolutely. I wouldn't be mad if you, um, um, like, Antonio Gibson, the way they're using him, wouldn't be mad at him either. Like, But at 7,400, there might be some – better options that I like, but Antonio Gibson's obviously been their main focus recently. I mean, he had 36 and 28 touches um, and, and cut touches and carries, and he got seven and six targets on the back of the last two games. Like, he's definitely been the focal point here down the stretch. I think um, Washington's been trying to just pound it down teams' throats recently uh, and control the clock. Yeah, and it's worth it. that with – I don't know if they'll be able to do that with Dallas. Uh, if now Dallas has got to be on their A game though, like as far as passing the ball and shit, because Dak looked terrible last week. But um, I think this is a high scoring game, and I, that's why I'm, that's why I wouldn't go Antonio Gibson to be honest with you. Yeah, the only thing that scares me is McKissick is back, so he'll take away most of the work in the pass game. Although Gibson did see more targets than uh, McKissick in Week Twelve. Um, McKissick so, didn't play week 12. Yeah, he didn't. He you played week last 11? week, week 13. No, he didn't play in week 12. He didn't play last week, which was week 13. Oh, shit. Yeah, last week. <laughs> yeah, they both had, like, the handle points in week 12. Yeah, so, I um, I, but McKissick's not officially in or out yet. I think he's in. It's just my, from what I'm hearing, I think McKissick plays... I feel like the concussion, if McKissick's out, I think Gibson becomes a must play. Um, just because of the usage he's been getting at only 7,400. I think you have to find a way to get to McKissick. That's just me personally. Um, 
Or not McKissick. You have to find a way to get to Gibson. So, um, but yeah. I absolutely love Antonio Gibson this week. If McKissick misses. I love AG. AG's a beast. He's going to he be is. one of those. A lot of these running backs have been getting shit on by their coaching staff lately, though. Like, we've seen, uh, what's his face? Um, John, John Taylor early in the year. Um, mm-hmm. James Robinson lately. And Antonio Gibson for a while. Well, yeah, I'm glad he went. Well, Antonio Gibson did have that uh, that shin issue for a couple weeks or three weeks or whatever it was. So obviously he's back to being fully healthy. So we'll see. I, I do like Gibson, uh, especially if McKissick's out. You could definitely go Gibson. Um, usually, sometimes on Saturdays, like, um, yeah. doesn't Adam Schefter send out like, oh, who's expected to play like? Yeah. yeah. Like one o'clock, two o'clock in the morning. Can't wait to see those. Let's see who's in and who's out. And I guarantee you, fellas, I guarantee you, someone, it might, it might, it might be a big player will uh, be in COVID protocols either tomorrow or Sunday. I mean, it's been happening the last two weeks. So we have to keep in mind, uh, some COVID issues for sure. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. All right, you ready to go to the last 1 o'clock game? Absolutely. All right, it is the Las Vegas Raiders traveling out to uh, Kansas City. Right now, um, I would assume Kansas City is the favorite by 10 points. That's a lot. Over and under is 48. Um, I think that goes over. Uh, another game that goes over. Um, Ryan, what do you like about Las Vegas? Yeah, um, my favorite play from this team, and it's going to sound a little – Weird, uh, but it's not Hunter Renfro. It's actually Josh Jacobs. Uh, we've seen Josh Jacobs just get a shit ton of touches ever since Kenny Drake's been out. Um, and Kansas City hasn't been great against the uh, run. They've fixed their pass and defense, um, but they're still a little iffy against the run. Um, and we see Josh Jacobs get a nice, nice amount of carries, and he's been getting a shit ton of work in the passing game lately. So, um, and he's been playing over eighty percent of the snaps. His snaps keep increasing each week. <clears throat> Um, and so, yeah, especially with no Kenyon Drake, I absolutely love Josh Jacobs at only 7,100 with the amount of touches he's been getting uh, in a game where I think it's going to be high scoring. So I think he finds the end zone, if not once, twice. Fun fact, when they played last time, Josh Jacobs ran the ball seven times for 16 yards. Just a fun fact. Oh, for sure, but I think Kenyon Drake played that game. He had four carries for 16 yards. Yeah, and three targets. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of uh, Josh Jacobs at 7,100, to be honest. That's fine. You don't have to be. I just like the work he's been getting in the passing game without Kenyon Drake. It's one of the things that's intriguing me. I know it's intriguing, but, like, at the price, though, like, I think there's – I think Antonio Gibson at 300 more would be If McKissick misses, yeah, for sure. True. Yeah, true. I just don't think – I mean, we all have our personal things. Like, uh, you know, yeah. there's different ways to skin a cat just because Ryan likes something and I don't. Like, I could have another running back in there and do something different at receiver, and we could still score about the same amount of points. So it's not like yeah. – you know, that's the great thing about DFS, especially NFL. 
Um, it's not like NBA where, like, if Giannis goes for 80 points and you don't have Giannis, you're not going to cash. Like, there's exactly. just so many plays in the NFL that you can do different things. But me personally, I don't like Josh Jacobs this week. Hell, he might go off. There was a time I didn't like Tua, and he went off, and Ryan was right, and I was wrong. So, but we'll do a tiebreaker here. Do you like Josh Jacobs, Dylan, at 7,100? I don't mind him. Uh, Ryan's right. He has his usage has been really good. Uh, he's getting six plus targets out of the backfield, plus a bunch of touches in the run game. I don't mind him at all. Uh, I like other running backs better, but I don't mind him. Yeah, I do. I like other running backs too, and I think it's a misconception about the Chiefs' run game. Like, dude, Javante Williams is a different animal. This dude breaks the most tackles. There was so many times Kansas City had that dude in the backfield, and that dude just broke tackles. Like, that dude's a monster. Devontae yeah. Williams should be the clear-cut starter. I think he's, I think he's like, he's like, he's definitely number one on broken tackles or something this year. Like, and it's, I don't even think it's close. And he's only, he hasn't even played that much. Yeah. Compared to the other running backs. Denver's stupid. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. But he did do good yeah. against Kansas City. Obviously, he, uh. He had 23 carries for 102 yards um, on four and a half, uh, and that was 4.4 a carry, but that's just because he broke a ton of tackles. The only thing I do want to point out is with Kenyon Drake's, or not Kenyon Drake's, um, Josh Jacobs' nine targets, Kenyon Drake did play last game. He's been playing. He just got put on the IR this week, so he really hasn't played a full game without Kenyon Drake yet. So that's one thing that really intrigues me is he saw snaps increase a whole 10% last game, and I think Jacobs played the whole first quarter, or not Jacobs, Drake played the whole first quarter. And got hurt. I don't know when he got hurt, but I know he played a decent amount. So he ended up with uh, two targets. He had a rushing attempt, and that's usually a good quarter's work for him. Uh, so Josh Jacobs is by no means a bum or anything. I think he will benefit from Kenyon Drake being out. I just don't like him in this particular matchup with uh, Chris. The Jones one thing I really like is the work out of passing. And Kansas City is not great to running backs out of the passing game. They're not very good at stopping the receiving running backs. We saw it with. Javante Williams last week. Obviously, Javante Williams is a better overall running back than Josh Jacobs, for sure. But um, we saw, we've seen them all season. Obviously, they've become a better defense, but even with this better defense, they really still have not been able to stop the receiving running backs. Um, And by no means, Josh Jacobs is known as a receiving running back, but uh, the nine targets last week with a full quarter of Kenyon Drake really is intriguing. Um, And plus, they're going to need to be throwing the ball I mean, he Derek Carr loves to dump the football, so I I love Josh Jacobs this week. I don't love him. I guess he's not in my lineup right now, uh, but he's really intriguing without Drake. I think you I think he finds the end zone. Um, I think you see ten plus targets from him this week. Yeah, one guy one guy I can get behind though uh, with Darren Waller out is the guy you was on. Uh, I think I don't know if he was on him or Dylan was on, him, but Foster Moreau. I can get by him behind him because. The linebackers for Kansas City still aren't that good, and they're really bad against tight ends. So I could see him having a decent game, and he's only four thousand on DK, fifty two hundred on Fanduel. So, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be mad. And you know, obviously, he's they're going to pass the ball a lot, so I wouldn't be mad playing him. He played what, like eighty five percent, something like that, on the, of the snaps, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I just don't like how he didn't really do much last week. Well, I mean, Dylan, what do you like the entire, 
Kansas or the, the entire Oakland team outside of Renfro didn't really do much last week. That's true. Bro, I love Renfro, dude. I would love for Renfro to be on Kansas City's team. That dude just does so much. He, he's not. He just does his job, and he does it very well too. Like, dude. I mean, like I said before, he was like at Clemson for thirty years, so he's like forty-five years old now. So. <laughs> <laughs> he just he just does his job, dude. I mean, he does it really well. He's like kind of like he reminded me of like a Wes Walker or Edelman. He was with uh, Brady. So I love him, bro. Dylan, talk about my Chiefs. What do you like? I mean, it's the Chiefs against the Raiders. It's all the usual suspects: Mahomes, Hill, Kelsey. No reason not to like any of them in this matchup. The only guy, the only guy that's going to get a lot of work that I'm not super high on is the only chief I'm never really high on. That's Edwards Hilaire. Yeah, I like Edwards Hilaire. They split way too much. Yeah, way too much. And what's crazy is coming out, coming out like uh, I mean, Darrell Williams had a phenomenal game against the Raiders last time. But coming out of college, like, and um, I'll defer to Ryan on this because he's more of a college guy than I am. But coming out, Clyde, they always said he would fit the system because he's a he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Yeah, and he hasn't really been used that way in Kansas. No. Am I right, Ryan? He was a he was able to catch the ball out of the backfield. He, yes, he was able to catch, but they I was never really as high on Clyde. I'm surprised they took him early as they did. He was very elusive. Um, he ran the ball more than he caught we the ball, obviously. We should have took Swift. No, you should have took um, John Taylor. That's what you should have done. Oh, that's true. When was he taken? Second round? He was taken. Went, he was a third running back taken. Went Clyde, then Swift, then Taylor. Wow, so you guys could have had Taylor, too. Wow. Well, the Swift hasn't been bad, so I know I'm not worried about it. He's just been he's uh, just been hurt. I mean, I'm, let, let's just be honest here. Jonathan Taylor's clear cut number one in that class. Oh, sure. Jonathan Taylor. I mean, it could be because he's behind that great offensive line too. Which I mean, yeah, and the line, the Swift, Swift's been great behind the Lions' offensive line, but the Lions' offensive line's been hurt. So when their whole all lines hurt, I mean, Swift's probably gonna get hurt. You see that with quarterbacks. You see it with all the time when their whole lines hurt. Saw with Joe Burrow last year, that shitty line. So yeah, I mean, I John Taylor's a stud. I loved him coming out of college, but the Lions won a receiving running back that could also run the ball, and Swift's been just that for them. So I think it's a win-win for everyone except the Chiefs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, Swift is a dog. Uh, John Taylor's a dog. Um, I would love J.K. Dobbins was taken after Taylor. He was he was a dog until he tore his ACL. Yeah, I'd imagine that Ravens offense with J.K. Dobbins this year. I was mad I drafted him, obviously before he got hurt. But yeah. Um. So, um, I do like Patty Mahomes this week. I mean, what's I mean, he threw five touchdowns against them last time. Uh, he basically owns the Raiders. Um, Does Tyreek Hill? Yeah, love Tyreek this week. He is locked in on each site for me. Dude, it's kind of hard not to like love. It's kind of hard not to love um, Hill, 
Uh, I mean, I I think there's in a in a in a real like if he gets five touchdowns again, obviously, I think you could play um all all three of them, Holmes, Hill, you can. Kelsey. You Absolutely, just have no money I just to spend anywhere else. <laughs> yeah, and that's the only problem is I think there's just so many running quarterbacks in the seven K range where you just cannot pay up for Holmes. I mean, it could be very low, and so I mean, I guess in a world where all three, where all four of the seven K quarterbacks bust. You're looking great, the re- but uh, the reason I like Hill over, I, I think I would take Hill over. Um, what's his name? Um, over Cross. Kelsey is no Kelsey is because I can find value at that tight end spot that helps yeah. me pay for Hill, and the Raiders yep. secondary is absolutely trash when exactly. it comes to passing. And giving up the yes. big plays, which that's what Tyreek Hill does. Like Jonathan Abraham is, I think, is the worst secondary to give up those big plays. Like he's more prone. Him and Diggs are like up there. Uh, but that's why I like Tyreek Hill. I mean, last time they played, he had seven catches, two touchdowns, eighty-three yards. So I, I, I think Pat Mahomes is either one or two this week uh, as far as who's going to put up the most points, but. I don't think I can get to him and feel comfortable with the rest of my lineup, to be honest with you. I did. <laughs> well, Dylan always finds a way. Did you pair him with Tyreek Hill or Kelsey? Hill. Yeah, I, Hill's a lock in all formats for me. I think a lot of people can agree. This dude just absolutely owns the Raiders' career, um, and the Raiders' secondary is just absolute shit this year again. Um, we saw Tyreek absolutely dominate this matchup last time, and so I mean he had he's coming off a bad game. Tyreek never has two bad games in a row, so one well, can make an argument to uh, play Chiefs defense because Chiefs defense owns Derek Carr, like they're in his fucking head. They do, and they've been playing so, better. Like Steve Spagnuolo knows, like how to like if you put pressure on Derek Carr, he will make mistakes. Yep. Absolutely. But, yeah, Tyreek Hill is uh, probably, since Cup and Devontae Adams and Jefferson are not on this slate, Tyreek Hill is probably the best, uh, number one. I think he's the best player on the entire slate. Yeah, I mean, because Cup Cup plays Monday night, Devontae Adams plays Sunday night, and Jefferson already played. Like, those two, those three have good matchups, too. Um, I just, Tyreek Hill is definitely the best play receiver-wise. Absolutely. All right, fellas, let's get into the 4 o'clock games here. Uh, let's see, what's the first game that pops up? There it is, the Detroit Lions and the Denver Broncos. Um, what's this? Uh, 42.5 is the over and under, and Denver is favored by 10. Um, I wonder if that will go up after all these injuries are announced or it already went up. You know what I mean? But we'll let you uh, discuss your – First of all, let's all give congratulations to Jared Gall being Offensive uh, Player of the Week. We'll just go ahead and get that out of the way, Ryan. <laughs> what most people don't know is Ryan is doing a standing ovation. He's not sitting down. Oh, no, I, I am sitting. I'm just clapping. I actually, actually am sitting down. <laughs> all right. Well, honestly, I'm happy for Dan Campbell. He got his first win. Um, that would have been sickening if he'd have went all season without a win. There's probably not a more deserving coach out there that deserves a win, to be honest. But, uh, Ryan, talk to me about your uh, Lions. Are you going anywhere, or are they just too hurt? What? Are the Lions too hurt to play, or are you like anybody from the Detroit side? 
Um, they are, I don't know. I like Denver's defense. They're probably my favorite. I don't know. It's between them and Seahawks for my favorite defense. They're up there. They're top two for my favorite defense. But the value for the Lions is very, very good. Where I don't mind playing someone from the Lions with Denver's defense. Like, I love Josh Reynolds at 70, at 5,300 this week. I think it's an absolute steal for Josh Reynolds. I mean, we've seen him with seven targets, five targets back to back weeks. Um, basically 70 receiving yards each week. So at that price, his usage is very good for that price. I don't mind. I love Jamar Jefferson um, at only 5,100 too. Um, but the only issue with him now is I think Godwin Igwebuke could get some of the work too. So um, I, I don't know. I don't want to play. It's like Jim Michael Hasty and Jeff Wilson. I don't know which one's going to be the guy. So I, I, the only guy I would probably take a shot on here is Josh Reynolds. Um, you could take a shot on a monitor St. Brown. Uh, he's up there in price, obviously at 5,800. I'd rather play other guys, but he has major trust with Jared Goff now. He saw 33% of the targets last week. Um, and obviously the game when he touched them against Minnesota has amazing trust with Jared Goff. That sparks just, it just sparks great chemistry when you have a play like that between a quarterback and a wide receiver. Uh, so, uh, I don't mind him. He looks like he's on the rise, a monitor. So, I don't mind both the wide receivers from Detroit, but that's probably it for me. Guys, he had to throw out the game-winning touchdown out there about Almon Ross and Brown. He just had to throw that out there, that it was a game-winning touchdown. It was a game-winning touchdown? Don't know any, I don't know if you guys caught that. Absolutely. Dylan, you like any Detroit? I don't like Jamar. I think 5,100, he, he's a decent enough play. Uh, he, he provides that value. You need to get up some of the really good plays this week. I don't mind Amadra or Reynolds either. They're not bad. Uh, obviously with Hawkinson, doubtful. That opens up a lot for the other pass catchers. So, <clears throat> there will be a lot of work to go around. Do you need uh, just a quick question? Do you need the value with uh, Jamar Jefferson? Um, with uh, if you're playing, just come if you're playing Cam Newton or Taysom Hill or somebody like that, and then you're also playing Ricky Seals. Like, do you need that value at running back? Like, are you going to use that money? I mean, you can on this slate, and without a doubt, I can absolutely play the cheaper quarterback a cheaper running back and a cheaper tight end and pay up everywhere else. We have another guy that's fairly expensive that we'll talk about later that I think's must play. You have Tyreek who's a must play. You could even go double tight end with Ricky Seals and put a uh, Kelsey at flex. Yeah. But I mean playing all that value, you could definitely figure out a way to spend your money pretty easily. So no love for uh, who's your backup tight end? Brock Wright. It was Darren Fells, but we cut him because he wasn't getting any action. So yeah, it's Brock Wright. Gotcha. I personally will stay away from Detroit. I'm not. I mean, I don't know much about Jamar Jefferson, but um, you know, I think he if he is going to be the starting running back, obviously, um, him getting a lot of work. I think he'll get a lot of he'll see a lot of targets. Because I think uh, 
I don't know. I don't. I don't really know about this game to be honest with you guys. I mean, forty-two and a half. That's low, over and under. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Do you, Ryan? No. All right. Well, I'm. I'm not. Uh, not really sold on Detroit. Obviously, I'll do a little bit more research on Jamar Jefferson or Godwin Igabuke. I think me and I think me and Dylan talked about that dude uh, last last week. But it takes it kind of sucks. It kind of sucks for me because, like I said, I'm going for seeding and Jamal Williams is out. I mean, it's, uh, I hate it. But on the Denver side, what do you like, Dylan? Uh, if Gordon wasn't playing, Javante Williams would be a must play. 100%. But I think it's a beast. I think Gordon plays. And despite Javante showing just how good he is last week, I don't think uh, Denver – Gives him that work workhorse load that they should. Yeah, so, Melvin Gordon's um, been proven to be their goal line back too. So I mean, he just vultures from Javante Williams. So it's hard to play Javante Williams at sixty seven hundred if he's only going to play like fifty percent or whatever they decide to do. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand why Denver doesn't want to just give Javante the reins and continue to develop him in a season where they're not really playing for much, but, uh. I mean, even if they just did, like, a Chubb and Hunt kind of thing, where Chubb gets, like, you know, 70%, basically, and Hunt comes in for 30% just to give him a rest or whatever, like, why not do that? Like, Melvin Gordon's proved that he, you know, he's done well, and he could be an asset on another team, but at this point, Javante Williams is your future. You're not going to make the playoffs. Like, just put the kid in. Let him take these beatings and I mean obviously he's the one Dylan dishing out the beatings but that kid is just so talented dude he could be a top uh he could be a first round pick in fantasy drafts next year absolutely but uh unless Gordon doesn't play it's a, it's nobody from Denver for me uh, this game doesn't really get me too excited not at all uh me neither so uh, we'll move on from that game. Are you going to watch that game, Ryan? Obviously. Uh, no, I have the red zone on probably. So if it, when it comes down the red zone, I'll be watching it. Right. I love the red zone, dude. It's so fucking awesome. But uh, let's yeah. get into a more exciting game here. Uh, let's talk about a couple of running backs. Um, we're talking about the New York Giants traveling out to the Los Angeles Chargers. Uh, right now, the uh, over and under on this game is 42 and a half. And the Chargers are favored by nine and a half. Some big news, Keenan Allen's out, obviously. Uh, sucks for me in fantasy. I think this is just like a sucks for me fantasy podcast, to be honest. But, Dylan, oh no, we'll start with Ryan, because Ryan loves him some Saquon Barkley, and I know Dylan loves somebody from the Los Angeles Chargers. So, Ryan, what's up with the New York Giants? You like anybody? Yeah, I think you have to play Saquon this week. Um, if one of these two miss, in Sterling Shepard and Kenny Galladay, I think Sterling Shepard will miss another week. Uh, he's questionable again going in. Um, he was limited in practice all week. I don't know. I just he hasn't practiced fully yet. Um, so I and I bet Kenny Galladay. One of one of the two will miss. So uh, I love Saquon this week. We saw him with a twenty five percent of target share last week. Um, in a matchup with the uh, Miami Dolphins. They've played Miami and Philly and Tampa the last three weeks since Barkley's been back from injury, and they're all really good against the run as of late. 
Um, so he really hasn't had a great matchup, and I think this one is a huge matchup for him against the Chargers, especially with Joey Bosa out. I think he's out. He's out, right? Who? Joey Bosa. Bosa's in. He's, he's in. not on the injury report. Well, yeah, I just saw he got carted off last week. I'm surprised. Anyway, um, okay. Well, this the, back to the people the people are out for the uh, Chargers are Santi Samuel and Chris Harris. And Keenan Allen. Oh yeah, and Keenan Allen. Okay. Oh that's uh, no, Chris Harris is expected to be activated. It shows out, but then there's a comment that says is expected to be activated. Which I mean, I don't understand that. But uh, Asante Samuel, for sure, concussion is out. Okay, so yeah. Um, I I think Saquon, unless, obviously, the Antonio Gibson news comes out with the Jaden Kasich thing, if that somehow changes, I, I think Saquon is the best play in that price range. Um, we saw his targets go. He saw an insane amount of targets. Mike Glenn loves dumping the ball off to him. Um, and I think against the Chargers, they'll be running a shit ton. It's probably the easiest matchup he's had all season. Obviously, Atlanta was probably the best matchup he's had. But um, yeah, Saquon against the Chargers, I love it. Especially you know one of the receivers will be out, so his usage will still be very high. Um, so yeah, at 7,300, I love Saquon. Obviously, if we get news on it, we're still waiting on news, but as of right now, Friday night, he is probably the best running back play in the 6 to 7K range besides, uh, um, obviously, Chubba Hubbard. What about you, Dylan? Uh, I, I don't mind Saquon. I just don't trust him. I don't think he's really been quite there all season. He's been a stud before he got hurt. In the last three games, he's played Tampa, Philly, and Miami. Like, they've been all three of those teams have been really good against the run as late. Well, Tampa's been good against the run all season, but Philly and Miami have really come along defensively. You talked me into Saquon Barkley against Philly. I did because I didn't think Philly was there defensively, but obviously they've proven it like five straight weeks now. But we know the yeah. Chargers. I mean, I could see, I could definitely see Saquon having a big game. I just don't trust him. I guess, but he's got, a, he's gonna have a full workload. The two games he's had a full workload was Atlanta and New Orleans, and he put up over um, 18 points in both those games. Obviously, against Washington, Denver, those were the two games coming off the torn ACL where he was limited. Um, and then he got hurt in the Dallas game. And then the three games he's been back, obviously with. Uh, the good run defenses, so I like him. He's going to come in at low ownership. I think he puts up over 15 FanDuel points easily, so yeah, I like Saquon a lot. Um, obviously, he's my favorite running back in that price range unless we get J.D. McKissick news. That will change things, but yeah. You like anything else, Dylan? I'm not with Mike Lennon at quarterback. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to side with uh, Ryan on this one, unfortunately. Um, I do like Saquon this week, especially – I mean, Tony, Tony's already ruled out, but if another runner, yeah. or another receiver gets ruled out, which I do think one of them 
if, if both of them are out, I'm locking and loading Saquon, not even thinking twice about it. I mean, who else? Think, I think you who also got to take a look head? at Darius Slayton if both get ruled out. <clears throat> you just have I'm to take a look at Slayton. Yeah, but, I mean, Mike Glennon is a, is a bum. But, um, uh, I mean, it's tough. I mean, um, I think I would go uh, Saquon at 7,300. Now, if McKissick misses, I think I would go AG over Saquon. To be honest with you, I think the running back position is going to be the hardest for me because I think there's so many good options. But there is one running back that's a must. Dylan, talk to me. Austin fucking Eckler. No. But you can go ahead and talk to Did you say no? I disagree with the must part. I think he's the lock of the slate. I think lock running back of the slate. I think he's... Not at that price, though, with how many Valage value there is at running back. But I don't think he's a there, must. There, yeah, there, he is. A, I think he is a must. I mean, him, I think if you start him and Hill, Tyreek, that's your two must of the slate, in my opinion. I mean, I might find yeah. a way to Eckler, but I, you, got, you guys got to sell me on him. So go ahead. No, no, Dylan, go ahead. I'll let you go ahead. 13 targets. How many targets did Keenan have his last game? Seven. Eight targets, ten targets, 13, 11, 13. A giant chunk of the target share opens up, and obviously the wide receiver is going to get some of that, but Eckler is going to get a good bit of that. The Giants suck against the run. The Chargers should be up a lot in running the ball to run the clock out. I mean, I don't see any reason not to play Eckler on this slate. I mean, I just, I don't know. I just think it's too much money. The game script should be in his favor. Opportunity cost is in his favor. Matchups in his favor. He checks literally every single box this week. And I like him even more if Williams does play because that takes a little bit of attention from the defense. Yeah. Which, uh, as far as I can tell, he should. Uh, Williams should be able to report to practice tomorrow. And the fact is, if you're going to pay down, like, um, obviously we're all on Taysom Hill, Cam Newton, Russell uh, Westbrook. Wow. You guys talked about NBA so much at the beginning of this thing before we got on the pod. Um, I'm in basketball mode. Russell Wilson, if you're thinking about starting either one of those three quarterbacks, you're going to have to pay up somewhere. And I think Austin Eckler is – I'm literally starting my lineup with Austin Eckler and Tyreek Hill and going from there. I guess. Yes, but I just need better better plays uh, running back than paying up for Austin Eckler. Austin Eckler will be the highest known though. That's 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 one thing. He definitely will be the highest known running back. Uh, I don't know. Ryan Ryan doesn't seem to be too sold on him. Hopefully everybody thinks the way Ryan does. No one thinks the way Ryan does. <laughs> I just I, I like the balance <laughs> play. Like, I don't know. I think I like we talked about that. You need I I mean I'm gonna play DK Metcalf, Tyreek Hill, and I'm gonna play Charger Rogers here on right now, Mike Williams. I mean, you know Herbert, they love to throw the football. Obviously Eckler's gonna get a usage bump for sure, but he's ninety two hundred. I mean you got a guy like Mike Williams only at sixty nine hundred, who's already been a stud this year. Um, and now without Keenan Allen, he's the only guy there. And we've seen Herbert saying he wants to get Mike Williams more involved all season. 
So, I, I mean, I just I think Mike Williams is a no-brainer. No, I don't like Williams at all. That's fine. You don't have to. It's a, it's a fucking no-brainer. Ryan, Ryan gets so defensive when you don't like his play. I know. I don't care. You don't have to play. I'm just telling you. My problem with Mike Williams is with no Keenan, the defense is going to swarm Williams. He's going to get Brad. Who is on New York that can stop Mike Williams? Oh, my God. James Bradbury. Bradbury. He's like fucking 10 inches smaller than him. Bradbury's like 50 inches smaller than Mike Williams. Mike Williams is like 6'10". I think defense swarms Williams. I think he he maybe justifies that price tag. I don't think he smashes it. I, I think uh, he comes in extremely high-end and disappoints, and uh, Eckler is the guy that gets uh, smashes his price. I don't know. I think you're tripping. What does that take? We mean? didn't think that all you want. I'm you fine. know Herbert's going to be forcing the ball in Mike Williams all game. doesn't matter if Bradbury's on him or not. He's going to score a couple touchdowns. I, I think I think there's a better chance that uh, Guten, uh scores higher than Williams. Guten's a big play guy. He's not going to do shit outside of 50-yard bombs. And what is Williams? Mike Williams is a fucking study. He's ran a shit ton of slant routes last week, and a lot of his passes were short. But nine times out of ten, Williams only does good when he's doing the With Keenan. With Keenan, though. That's the thing, because Keenan's the short guy. But now with Keenan, he'll be the short guy. All right, Size, I think you're the tiebreaker on this one. Oh, he can go ahead and just move on to the next game. I think we talked too much about the game. <laughs> I wouldn't go Mike Williams. But that's just yeah, me. I know. Maybe we I, I agreed with you on the Saquon Barkley take, okay? It's, you know, it it is what it is. I just, I'm not a big fan of Mike Williams. I think he's boomer bust, and he's too much bust and boom. I get it. I get it. Just a hater. All right, so obviously Ryan's feelings are hurt, so let's go to the next game on the slate. Um, let's see, who is it anyway? Oh, it's San, San Fran and Cincinnati. Um, I'm kind of looking forward to this game, too. Um, the over and under right now is 48 and a half. Uh, San Francisco is favored at the Bengals by one and a half. Uh, Ryan, what do you like about San Francisco? Yeah, I, I like Debo Samuel if he plays. Um, obviously, he's expensive. He's getting up there 8,500, but dude's been an absolute stud, especially in the running game. And now with Eli Mitchell out, I just think that increases his workload a shit ton. If he plays, obviously. So uh, I'm not a fan of Jeff Wilson or Jamal Hasty, just because I think if Samuel plays, it will be Samuel as the main running back. Um, so I love Debo. Cincinnati's not very good against the run or the pass. So um, I, I like Debo a lot. Uh, obviously, Tyreek's a must, so it's going to be very hard to play Debo and Tyreek. But, and you don't know, come Sunday, there may be a way that both are in my lineup. I don't know. But I, I absolutely love Debo this week as well. If he plays, obviously. They did hold Austin Eckler to 59 yards rushing last week, so the Bengals aren't bums against the run. I think we've had this argument before. About what? About the Bengals versus the run. The run's not the problem. Oh, for sure. But they're not great, and Debo's been tearing up every defense, so... 
Oh, I absolutely love Debo. I think um, what they what the uh, 49ers need to stop doing is trying to give them the ball, running the ball nine times. I mean, you're asking for your receiver to get hurt. Like, yeah. I mean, what the the position that gets hurt the most is running back. Why the fuck would you keep running your receiver nine, ten times a game? It just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Although if he plays this week, I think they do try to use him in the run game and the pass game. But I think he should be used more in the pass game, and I absolutely love Debo. If Debo does not play, I love George Kittle, just like I did last week. Absolutely. What about you, Dylan? If Debo doesn't play, I don't mind taking a shot on Ayuk. He obviously didn't do that much last week with no Debo, but uh, I wouldn't expect that to continue, especially with no Elijah Mitchell. And obviously, if Debo doesn't play, you you still have to look at Kittle's direction, too. Yeah, I love, I love Kittle. Kittle's like, he's definitely a top, I would say top five tight end still. They just got to use him the right way. And I think he does benefit from Debo being out. But if Debo's in, I love Debo. I have, uh, I mean, I guess you can go Ayuk because Cincinnati's secondary is not that good at all. Yeah, I don't mind Ayuk at all, especially if Debo doesn't play. So what about on the Cincinnati side, Dylan? I mean, like you were talking about earlier, it's kind of kind of iffy to target them this week with uh, Burrow's injury. He that, did that, finish out that game, and he looked really good, even despite the injury. I mean, that dude is a warrior. Like the Bengals, I, I was telling the Bengals fan that because uh, I live in Cincinnati. Obviously, you guys know that. But uh, I tell Bengals fans all the time, it's like I call him Joey Barrow because I think the Bengals are only going to borrow him for a little bit until he goes somewhere else, like fucking anything else that touches Cincinnati Bengals. But I love Joey. I love him, dude. Like, that dude's a baller. Yeah, I agree. Maybe not, I mean, maybe the not this match. college football season I've ever seen in my LSU. lifetime. Yeah, that was – I mean, I, I liked Reggie Bush back in the day, um, but uh, Joe Burrow's season was just magical. I mean, they were undefeated. You're too young for Vince Young, ain't you? I mean, I, yeah, kind of. I was like, you know, I, I was I was able to watch, but you know, I wasn't really, you know, like into college football. I was like in I was like in fifth, sixth grade, I think. Yeah, Vince Young had a magical so, season too. He did, but Joe Burrow, recent memory. You know, just, uh, not only, you know, I think he's like the only 12K quarterback I've ever seen on FanDuel for college football. Crazy. He's constantly yeah, Joe, hitting up, too. Joe Burrow's a beast, but I think the main focus with Cincinnati is Joe Mixon. That dude's a stud. Oh, he is? Absolutely. I, 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 I can't play him at 8,500, though. But, I mean, there are some slates that. Oh, you know. I'm, what was it? He didn't practice all week either. They expect him to play, but uh, yeah, he he got he got hurt last game, uh, and then came back in the game. So I don't know if they're trying to rest him, but uh, Bengals are one of those teams, you guys, that um, that need to win. I mean, they're seven and five. They got a tough schedule coming up. Um, you know, they got the Forty ers They're not they're not bad. They got they go to Denver. They got to play Baltimore. They got to play the Chiefs, and then they got to go to Cleveland. So I mean, this is a winnable game for them. At home, 
And I think this is one of the games they need to win because, I mean, they obviously fucked up and lost to the Jets. That should have never happened. But they're set, they're sitting there at 7-5, and five, and this is what I mean by the AFC picture, man. I just want to see what they do. If the Bengals, the Bengals should win this game, I, in my opinion. I don't know why San Francisco's favored at Cincinnati. It must have something to do with the up-in-the-air Joe Burrow injury. But the Bengals should win this game, especially if Debo's out. Yeah, I can't agree with that. I, I do think Cincinnati's the better team. Yeah, absolutely. You guys like any of the Cincinnati plays? Uh, I don't mind question. Jamar. I don't mind Jamar Chase, but even if T Higgins plays, I mean, we know Burrow Chase connections, but it's been great all year. Um, so and I, I, I don't mind. T- you think T what? I think T plays. She's been a stud the last two weeks, but do they keep it up? I don't know. I think Chase has a big week this week. I don't know why. Because he's due. He is very due. He dropped a <laughs> touchdown last week, too. It was like a 50-yarder dropped. Oh, and uh, Mixon, I just looked it up. Mixon was questionable. Is questionable because of an unrelated COVID illness, which I think that – dude, that went around last week in the NFL. It's been going around for a while. Yeah, I think someone else got ruled out with an unrelated illness. Who was it? Ah, uh, who was it? Fuck. Someone just got ruled out with it. I can't remember who it was. It's been going around in the NBA a lot, too. That might be it. NBA. Nice thought. That was PJ Washington today. Yep, that's exactly right. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> So, are you guys going anywhere with uh, Cincinnati, or? No. Uh, if I'm going to like, it's probably uh, Jamar, Jamar Chase. Chase. I'd yeah. rather play Kamara and Eckler than Mixon. I think Jamar Chase is due for a 20-point-plus performance, because he hasn't had one in a while. No, and he showed last week, but he dropped a shit ton of passes for some reason. The only thing that worries me is San Francisco up. trying to run it and trying to control the clock. Yeah, I probably won't end up with any pieces in this game, but never know. A lot of news could come. Shit could happen. I could end up with some IJP right in my lineup. Shit comes down to it. If Joe Mixon's out, I guess, yeah. <laughs> you mean uh, Chris Evans? <laughs> no, some IJP. I love Chris Evans. I absolutely love that guy, but Bengals, Dick Rides. Is he from Michigan? Uh, yeah, he's from Michigan. <laughs> He's out anyway, so I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, honestly, if makes out, I'd, I think I would probably play P Ryan with uh. If yeah, Evans is out, it may, that means is it what's what's he out with? Is he like ankle? Oh, okay, never mind then. Yeah, ankle won't play in Sunday's game, so he's out officially. Sure. The one, the one thing I do want to mention to you guys on the, because I know Ryan was talking about the run defense or whatever, but and I know Dylan was thinking about playing somebody from San Francisco and he was uh, torn up about it. Their best run stopping linebacker, the Bengals, are is out this week. Logan Wilson, um, he got a dislocated shoulder against the Chargers. He's out this week, so uh, that might open up the uh, run game a little bit more. I absolutely should. I mean, honestly, I'm going to look into Wilson and Hasty more. And if I figure out 
who's going to get the majority of touches, which I think is going to be right now I'm leaning hasty. I think Wilson gets the more, more touches, to be honest with you. Uh, the only reason I don't think Wilson gets more touches is because he dinged up his knee a little bit last week, and I think they'll lean on Hasty yeah. more. Hasty's been out for a while. But yeah, yeah I'm I call Shanahan to be honest. Spring game yeah. Hutchinson this short already. Move on, right? That's what we're talking about. Who? Hey man, let's just move on to Buffalo. I'm gonna play uh, Jizik. That's that's who we're playing. All right, playing well, Jizik uh, over fucking um, Frank Gore. He he says that every week. I do. <laughs> he says Kyle Jizik every week. He said I it on last week's podcast. In week 18, you should just fucking put Child Juice in your fucking GPP lineup. It's for fun. They're probably Dude, I, I've both done it three weeks in a row. Because you know as well as I do that when they're all beat up, that he'll catch a random touchdown like he did in week three. <laughs> what happened to trailing if he still hurt? No. They just don't want to play him because they're still in the mix of the playoffs. Yeah, but they used to. They were so good when he would come in for like five plays. Yeah, Kyle Shanahan's it. Kyle Shanahan's an idiot. So who knows uh, what they're going to do with Trey Lance? Who knows? Start with Dylan. Let's get into the last game of the slate, which is probably going to be one of the best games on the slate. Mm. Uh, It's going to be the. I said one of the best games. The Buffalo. I know. Okay, I just want to say something. I am not a fan of a single Buffalo Bill this week for DFS. Not a single fan of one. I will not. Okay, play. So I don't think I. I think I. I don't think there's, there's a even one percent chance I end up with the Buffalo Bill on my fan lineup. As much as I hate to say it, Josh Allen is eighty eight hundred with all. I'd rather play Mahomes. As much as I hate to say well, it. Well, yeah. I, if, if I'm pay, if I'm paying up, but again, seven K, so that just rules out Josh Allen. And Stefan Diggs, I'd rather play Debo Samuel, Tyree Kill, if I'm paying up. So that rules out Stefan Diggs there. Beasley and Sanders, you never know which one's going to be the guy. So that rules out both of them there. And then Dawson Knox, he's been so inconsistent. There's so much value at tight end. Rules Dawson Knox out. So boom, Buffalo's done. Let's move on to Tampa Bay. <laughs> well, we covered Buffalo's side pretty quick. Damn. Yeah. Well, the over and under in this game, fellas, is 53 and a half, and Tampa Bay is favored by three and a half. Um, Dylan, do you like any Buffalo, or are you going to let Ryan speak for you? I actually have Sanders in my uh, DK lineup right now. I don't mind Sanders. I don't mind Sanders either. That's really legitimately the only player. I I think he's long overdue is why. Like, that dude has not had a good game in, like, forever. And he is one of those guys that can go in there and get 80 yards and two touchdowns. So, um, and Tampa Bay's, Tampa Bay's secondary is not that good. I think Buffalo's going to have to put up some points. I do think Josh Allen does do very well in this matchup, but not enough to play, obviously. So No, with how much value there is at quarterback. Yeah, Josh Allen is not even on my radar because Patrick Mahomes, I think, is a better play than him, and he's $300 less. And then there's the 7,000 range that we all love. For guys like Lamar and Taysom and Russ and Cam. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, this is not – like, we're not saying Buffalo is not going to do good. We're just saying, as far as from a DFS perspective, 
they're not worth playing. No, this is probably the best game to watch as a sports fan for sure this week. Um, but I don't think I'm gonna have a single piece of this game in my fantasy lineup. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page. On FanDuel, I don't have any of them right now. Yeah. What about any Tampa Bay guys? Do you guys like anybody from Tampa Bay? I, I do, but not enough that I have any of them in my FanDuel lineup. I'm, yeah. I'm, the, I'm the same way as you guys. Uh, like, I think, with Tredavious White being out, I do think, like, that opens a door for either Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. Like, I don't think this is going to be the same Buffalo defense, same Buffalo secondary, because him being out is a huge hit to Buffalo's defense. Like, you didn't notice that last week because of the win conditions. I think you'll notice it this week for Buffalo's defense. I don't know. I mean, they're hungry. They are hungry, Buffalo's defense. Um, I don't remember it. Jordan Poyer, what was the other guy's name? They said something after the game, and they were pissed off at all the reporters and shit for they were all about the about the run. They was talking about the run, and that dude got pissed off. Like they said, they asked, "Are you embarrassed by the the run defense?" Because obviously, it it was amazing to me because they knew the Patriots going to run, and they still couldn't stop it. Like they ran over two hundred yards against them. Yeah, but here here's the th- here's the thing though. Uh, star Lutulele is out again, and he's their run stopper, right? So I wouldn't mind a four-net play, like if you're doing large fields, uh, because he is getting passes out of the backfield. Jadavius White's out. Like, I think this is definitely going to be a high-scoring game, but I just think the prices for these guys, I, I think there's just better options coming from a DFS perspective. But I do think uh, it would definitely be an entertaining game to watch. Absolutely. Yeah, and- and just looking, I would assume a lot of people are going to game log chase these guys, like especially a guy like Godwin. I don't see anybody getting the amount of targets that they got last week. No, people got to realize who they played last week. Yeah. I mean, Godwin got 17 targets. Gronkowski got eight. Evans got, I think, 10. Yeah, 10. The, the only person I see probably coming close to the same amount of targets is probably Gronkowski. Yeah. But I wouldn't be mad at anybody if they did try to take pieces from this game, though, to try to be different. Because oh, sure. when, when people when people look at these analytics and they see that Buffalo is in a, a top, ranked in the top half in you know, passing and rushing, they're really not looking at the whole picture with Star Lutalele being out. Like, he's a huge piece. You saw that because he was out against Jonathan Taylor when Jonathan Taylor ran all over him. He was out last week when Patriots ran all over him. Like, and now, you know, Tredavious White is out. Like, that, that, that's a big hit to the Buffalo defense. Them are two pivotal pieces to that defense. Yeah, overall, it's definitely a good game to target. It's just... Uh... With a team like the Patriots, uh, outside of uh, last week's matchup, it's so hard to target when everybody gets a piece. Yeah. Uh, not the Patriots, the Bucks. The same with uh, the Bills. Everybody gets involved outside of their running backs, of course. But uh, 
everybody gets involved. It's so hard to target one person. Well, and I'll be honest with you, um, Leonard Fournette would probably be the only piece from this game that I would consider playing just because when Buffalo goes to scout this team, obviously Tampa Bay is known for their passing. I think Leonard Fournette can definitely have a good game. I mean, the dude saw eight targets, like two out of the last three games. Like, I mean, he's seen a lot of targets. Yeah. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Well, let's do uh, the last thing that we like to do here. It's a three minds lineup. We're going to let uh, Ryan, since he uh, missed the pod last week, we'll let him have first pick. Let's go. I love having the first pick. I know. I think that's why you miss pods, so you can have the first pick the next time. <laughs> Funny, funny, funny. Uh, yeah, we are gonna go out and um, who do I take? This is a pay-up spot, Dylan. Just so you know. Who I do never I take. <laughs> All right, we're gonna go at running back here. We're gonna go James Robinson. Ooh, James Robinson. Dylan, you want to go second? Sure. Uh. I'm going to go with a really disgusting pick inside. You have nobody to blame but yourself. Put the idea in my head. I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. If we're going Baker, let's go ahead and put Landry in there. Now, Ryan, we got some money, buddy. We do got some money. It's your pick. Yes, we do. And fuck it, since we're not playing the guy at quarterback, uh, we're going to get different and not play the guy... Yeah, we're going to go Elvin Kamara. There we go. Dylan, where are we going to next? Well, I think we're already extremely different with just having Baker quarterback. So I'm going to play somebody that everybody should play. Play Tyreek. A little bit of Tyreek Hill. I love Tyreek Hill, just so you guys know. I'm sure you do. And I'm sure Raiders fans absolutely hate him. Oh, 100%. Let's, uh... Let's do Austin Hooper at the... Oh, no, fuck. We got Javar's Jarvis Landry. Let's not do that. That'd be stupid. Let's take him out. Definitely don't want to do that. Play him. Your boy. From your team. From my team? No, you like to target this team for tight ends. What? You played him last week. I played him last week, George Kittle. He played a guy from this team last week. Now he's hurt, so play his backup. Oh, Ricky Seals? I'm, I'm doing an odds plan, but I thought you would get the first clue. So. 
that I was trying to give you easier clues. I forgot what I was talking about. Yeah, we can go Ricky Seals. That saves us a lot of money. No, that, that can be my pick. So, because I basically gave you that. So, you can go again. That would be my pick. <laughs> so, now you, you and generous. you go, and then Dylan go. Aren't you generous? Actually, I'll go fucking defense, too, and I'll just go to defense that everyone likes, and we'll go Broncos. Um, Actually, no, we don't have – we're going to go Sizemore's pick here. Not, not your pick. I'm just taking from your advice, and we're going to go Chiefs defense. You want to know something funny? I was going to pick that. I already have him in there. It's funny. Okay, so now size, you're up, and Dylan's next. So you got Flex and Wide Receiver to go with a decent amount of money. With a decent amount of money. Is there anybody you're in love with, Dylan? Uh, I have an idea if you're down for it. I think you will be. It depends on what you're talking about. Includes um, the fucking ninety two hundred running back. It does not. Oh well, I'm surprised. No, it includes a wide receiver that's seventy eight hundred and a wide receiver that's sixty eight hundred. Oh, you want to go a little CD Lamb? Absolutely. Now you have seven K for a flex. But he wants to go DJ Moore. But it's your pick. Right, Dylan? Oh, that's who I had in mind, yeah. yeah so like you can that. play like not... anyone. You can play Gronk, double tight end. You can play Harold. You can play Brown, Andrews, Zeke, Mike Williams. You just you know, make, make sure you're making the right decision here. Yeah, I, I like DJ Moore better than most of those guys. Yeah, I don't mind just... Oh, for sure. I just wanted to make sure you, know, you were getting who you wanted there. I'm surprised you didn't make a comment about me liking or I'm not liking. I wouldn't be mad at a Baker Mayfield at 6,500 against a horrible, horrible secondary. I don't mind this lineup at all. I'm, and I, I promise you I'm not drunk when I talk about Baker Mayfield this week. He is, he's still ass cheeks. But, you know. But he's extremely cheap. I think Baker's <laughs> ended up in like three of our three lines. This season. Yeah, two because of you. <laughs> no, I think I've taken him in two, and then one, yeah, two because of me, right? Yeah, and then just on the You know, honestly, I won a lot of money off Baker last year. Baker's a stud last year, now he's hurt this year, so I'm increasing to everyone. Give Baker a break. Shit. No, Baker was a stud in one game last year. <laughs> no, he was a stud. He led the team to the playoffs. He was a stud in that playoff game against your Steelers. It's probably why you hate him and you're trying to disagree with me because he absolutely dominated Nick your fucking Chubb. Steelers. Nick Chubb led that team to the playoffs last year. No, he's not. Nick Chubb was not. Nick Chubb was an animal. Nick Chubb was hurt for eight weeks last year. I had him on my fantasy team. He was hurt for eight weeks during the season. So Baker went eight weeks that they only lost like four or five games, I think. I honestly do not think anyone will have this lineup, to be honest with you. Uh, no. I don't think anyone's going to have Baker with James Robinson. That's already way different. Baker, yeah. Robinson, Kamara, Jarvis, Tyreek Hill, C.D. Lamb, Seals Jones, D.J. Moore, and Kansas City's defense. I don't know how many people's going to play the Kansas City's defense. This is going to be lower than 10%. I played them. I picked them up in my fantasy league um, 
my regular fantasy league, and they they helped me out. They got the uh, touchdown. Old Daniel Swordson, old man. But any final thoughts on this slate? No, they're really. Yeah, nothing comes to me. I'm good. good. Well, as always, we appreciate it. We'll see you here next week. Same time, same channel. See you.